0: Get that water out of the goddamn huddle. i tell you when you get a f***ing water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm Molly May.
0: Today is February 24th, 2020. Welcome all you scallywags. Got a lot of news today, some information that should be quite entertaining for you.
1: The biggest news that we got was a confirmation that new uniforms are indeed coming. Woohoo! And they're red. How do you know that? It was in the video.
0: Well, they showed all of them. They showed the orange ones. I know,
1: but they showed a person on a sewing machine pushing some red fabric through.
0: Well, you know, it's exciting, but it's nerve-wracking at the same time as we talked about on the last Uniform podcast. You know, because you just never know. They might turn out to look like doo-doo. But I got faith in them. I saw a mock-up of uh, a white helmet with our current logo. I kind of dug it. I I liked it.
1: Did it have a chrome grill? Yes. I like the chrome grill. See, I'd be fine with that white helmet. Keep the chrome.
0: Atlanta Falcons went through a bit of a kerfuffle the other day because the NFL shop had a helmet on sale for the Atlanta Falcons with a new logo. And, of course, you know, the Falcons are getting new uniforms this year. This is the first time we've had this many teams getting new uniforms. And you got to hand it to the Bucks, Man, they are some secret-keeping people because we knew about the Atlanta Falcons getting new uniforms. We knew about the Cleveland Browns getting new uniforms. And we knew about the Rams. So we knew all of them were getting new uniforms. And usually the NFL allows about two teams to change. So that's three teams right there. And then... You know, there was rumors that the Bucks were going to get new uniforms, but everybody was like, "Hey, well, you know, three teams are already getting new uniforms. That's more than the NFL's ever done before. We haven't heard anything from the Buccaneers, and but these people—they are some secret-keeping people. Hey, you never know what they're going to do. But anyhow, the Atlanta Falcons, their fans—they don't know what the new uniforms are going to be look like. Well, NFLShop.com had a uh, a helmet listed with a new logo on the side. For the Atlanta Falcons, and whoops! It, yeah, it was a white helmet with a black logo. It kind of looked like the Seattle Seahawks, but it was sharper. I, I liked it. I, I dug it, even though it was a stinky, dirty bird. So,
1: was the logo an actual bird? Yeah,
0: it was. It was like a. It was like a black falcon.
1: Okay.
0: You know, with the beak coming down, kind of like the Seahawks was, but it was more streamlined looking. It was, I thought it was really cool, but come to find out, it was a. A concept design created by Rydell, the helmet manufacturers. And it was a mistake that NFL.com had put it on the website. So it was only on there for a brief moment. But it created a big kerfuffle with the Atlanta fan base. So there's that.
1: What if it turns out that it was the leaked new logo?
0: Well, if it was, it was actually pretty cool. I dug it. Uh, but yeah, that will be something if it was the real logo. And they had to walk it back and make up some excuse. Right. So yes, we're getting new New uniforms, like we said on the other podcast, you know, the logo is probably going to stay the same. They changed the logo a bit last uniform change, and I think they did a real good job with the logo, with the word mark. Hopefully, that'll stay the same. Everything else, I'm fine with changing. You know, color the helmet, that's fine. Make it white, I don't care. Make it silver, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, The white did look pretty good, though, from what I saw. I'm not a big fan of the orange uniforms, but. Yeah, I guess I could stomach it if it was if it was done well. I don't want to go back to Buck or Bruce, though. That just, to me, that was just <laughs> a little too effeminate for my taste.
1: He's not intimidating whatsoever.
0: <laughs> no. It looks like somebody that's partying in Mardi Gras.
1: Did the original have the winky face, or was that like a meme that came out later?
0: Nah, it had the winky face, Did for it sure. It?
1: That's too much. That just puts I it over the top.
0: <laughs> uh, what's this pirate saying to me? I can't figure it out. <laughs> So there we go. Yes, the Buccaneers put out a video today announcing that new uniforms are coming and they will be released to the public in April. No definitive date on that, but the it'll probably be before the draft. No, it will be before the draft. Because you want to have the guy come out and hold up the jersey that he's going to be wearing. And the draft is... April 23rd is the draft. goes from the 23rd to the 25th, so we'll know before then. Woohoo.
1: So in the next two months, basically...
0: Yeah, they'll probably keep leaking little things out though.
1: Somebody brought up that we're gonna have to change our picture that goes on the podcast on YouTube. Why? Because you have the old uniforms on there. You have to get a new picture. It's Mike Evans with like the gloves. <gasps> oh, and, uh... that's
0: right. Yeah, okay. Huh, yeah. Okay. So good I mean, catch. I, 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 yeah, that is a good catch. I need <laughs> to uh, change it anyhow because it's a new season, twenty twenty season. I'll wait till the uniforms come out though. Yeah. I'll probably use the promo material that they put out, you know, whatever players. It'll probably, let's see, last last time they had beautiful, they had Jerry McCoy and Doug Martin unveiled it. Really? Yeah. Uh, so they'll probably have, gosh, depending on the signings.
1: I know. We'll, I think that's going to make a big impact. Yeah. My guess would be Shaq Barrett. That's what they're I was going to say, Shaq too. They're going to have Shaq Barrett with this shiny new contract, shiny new uniforms. Yeah.
0: And uh, Mike Evans probably.
1: Yeah, I think they got to have Mike.
0: Yeah. If they're only going to have two, those would be the two to do it.
1: Yeah. Offense, defense.
0: I can't remember who did it with the uh, uniform change in the 90s. I know Hardy Nickerson was one. I can't remember who the other guys were. For some reason, I would say there were four guys on stage, but I can't remember who the rest of them were. I think John Lynch was one of them. Can't remember. I know Hardy Nickerson was, though. All right, so there you go, Buck fans. You got a bunch of scallywags. We got new uniforms coming. So time to. All
1: that complaining really paid off. I
0: know it did. Yeesh. <laughs> I'd be so happy to get rid of these new uniforms. Like I said, I've got, what, two Two jerseys of
1: the I have one, forms. too. You've
0: got one? I got
1: Jameis. Which then, if we get rid of him, I'm really going to be mad. That's the real reason <laughs> I want to keep him.
0: <laughs> You've only got one jersey from the new uniforms?
1: Yeah.
0: I've only got one, too. The Mike Evans one. Yeah, I was thinking of Levante David, but that's But the,
1: that one's the inverted jersey, too. It's not yeah, even, yeah, the like, Mike a Evans real is. jersey.
0: That's right. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so that's exciting. Looking forward to it. All right, uh, quick announcement uh, concerning the podcast. We are going to be switching servers that the podcast is going to be hosted on. Uh, this will be happening this week. So if you cannot find our podcast, do another search for it in whatever podcast app you use, wherever you do, because it might get screwed up. I'm going to do everything I can to make it a smooth adjustment. But you know how these things go, man. Technology. It's supposed to make our life easier, but I'll be darned. seems like it makes it a lot harder. I'm constantly chasing some, type, some form of technology. You know how many things I have to plug in every day to charge up? I was going to go buy a Dremel, and I was sitting there looking at the bunch you charge-up and the corded ones. And I was like, I'm going to buy a corded one, because I am sick and tired of charging stuff
1: up. That reminds me, I need to go charge something up really quick.
0: <laughs> it's not appropriate for us to say what she was charging up.
1: Oh, but. come on. Now that sounds like... I'd like to use your imagination.
0: Yeah, I actually one. had to pause the, the recording here so she could go charge that up. Uh, so... Yeah, you know, uh, we're going to be switching to servers, and we're also going to be coming out with a mailing list. We'll announce that after we get the server done. One
1: project at a time. One
0: project at a time. Kind of excited about the mailing list. I tested it out with Molly the other day. She really liked it. She had no idea I was doing it. It just showed up in her Surprise. email. And she was like, ooh, that's, that was pretty cool. So uh, we'll let you know about that when we get it going. And probably the next podcast we'll announce that. Got a lot of news to cover today. That's what happens when you only do one podcast a week. Stuff builds up.
1: That'll do it.
0: That'll do it. Monty Kiffin is going to be inducted into the Bucs Ring of Honor. How about that?
1: That is so cool. It
0: is awesome. He was such a big, big part of the Buccaneers run of being an awesome football team. If you ask me, I would say he was the key factor. Uh, You know, When Tony Dungy got fired and we hired Chucky, he kept Monty Kiffin and the whole defensive staff. Because he knew, you know, it was just he just couldn't mess that up. It was a smart move by Chucky. One of the few he made. <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know, Monty Kiffin was just he created a monstrous defense. Now you could argue and say that he had the players too, because all the players that left and went to other places they did well too. Maybe SAP didn't do as good at Oakland as he did at Tampa, but uh from this is according to Scott Smith of the Bucks. From October 29, 2000 through November 9, 2003, the Buccaneers' defense under Monty Kiffin had at least one sack and one takeaway in 50 straight games. Wow. That is... For
1: three years.
0: That is a crazy. Could you imagine having that now where you go in and you expect a takeaway and a sack? Minimum. Every game. From your defense, so our defense—it was so much fun watching. It. And I'm a defensive guy. A lot of guys get on me on YouTube and stuff saying I'm an offensive guy, but I'm not. I really, really like defense. One of the reasons why I became a Buccaneers fan. But our defense was so good that when our offense got on the field, it was boring. We everybody was like, "Yeah, okay, well, you know." We'll wait. And our offense didn't stay on the field long, anyhow. But it was when that defense got on the field that's when everybody sat up in their seats and started focusing on that game because you was going to see some crazy stuff. You,
1: it started to get that way in the 2019 season. Towards the yes. end of the season, I started getting excited. Well, and really, you wanted the offense off the field because <laughs> otherwise there was probably going to be an interception yeah. <laughs> or three. Yeah, I
0: felt that way too. You know, you were getting this pressure on the quarterbacks that couldn't run the ball, and we were getting interceptions and batting balls down like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, our defense was all over the field, and I definitely got that feel, that vibe of, you know. Especially
1: was, late in the season. Yeah,
0: it was much more fun to watch the defense, although our offense is incredibly good, you know. So, it's it, our, our team is really entertaining to watch, you know, both offensive and defensively. So, that's awesome. But yeah, I'm excited to see Monty Kiffin in the uh, Ring of Honor. He deserves it.
1: They do one person a year. Is that right? It's kind of my understanding.
0: That seems to be what they're shooting for. I don't think it's a rule they have. Might be.
1: Have they announced what game? No. What we I guess they'll do that once the schedule comes out. They always have the Ring of Honor game.
0: Yeah, we have the yeah, nobody knows the schedule yet, so yeah, they're gonna have it at home, of course. It'll be mid season probably. Or their first
1: It was early last season. Yeah, it was like then in home, September last The season. first home game. Okay.
0: Sometimes. I don't know.
1: We'll be on the lookout for that.
0: Yeah. We'll let you know when we find out.
1: Is he still at when he had Dallas?
0: No, he's not there anymore.
1: He's not. Is he coaching he's at like all? 80. Is
0: he? Sense. No. His son is coaching. All right, I've got some more stuff. I've already said Gerald McCoy's name once. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> got a little bit of news on him.
1: Oh, God! <laughs> uh, here we go.
0: Uh, Gerald McCoy was on the Tampa Bay 55 podcast the other day. Uh, he was talking about Buccaneers, Buccaneer fans. Uh, said He said, uh, there's no hard feelings against the Buccaneer fans and the Buccaneers organization. Uh, McCoy said, I'm always going to be a Buccaneer regardless of how people feel. You can take that from me because of the time I put in and how I went about it. I'm always going to feel like a Buccaneer, and he uh, repeated that he wants to retire with the Buccaneers. And he is working out in Tampa Bay gear while wearing his old uh, Buccaneers uniform. He's, he's he's wearing Tampa Bay stuff as he's working out during the off season.
1: He's on the outside looking in, man. He's saying he's seeing how good the defense looked last season, and he's sad.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially compared to how Carolina just collapsed. Uh, he said, "Once a Buck, always a Buck." Uh, technically, I'm a free agent and can wear what I want. He said, laughing, listening. Uh, During the interview, one thing that did bother me because, you know, there's always going to be something that bothers me about Jerry McCoy. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, He said that he told Will Golston during this season, he called him up and told him to get the defense to chase the ball like they used to while he was there. Uh, Said that he saw them loafing and hold them to play like they used to while he was there. Now, one thing I'm going to say about Jerry McCoy is he did a lot of loafing, but... He didn't chase people down from behind. Now, there's some clips out there. I've done some clips. There's a new Vita Vea clip out there. Vita Vea chases guys down from behind, and he hits them hard when he hits them, too. But, you know, if there's a guy down 20 yards down the field, Vita Vea is going to chase him down. Never saw that with Jerry McCoy. Uh, and I do not appreciate it. This is one of the things I had a problem with Jerry McCoy is he always tried to take credit for other people's stuff. Here he is trying to take credit For the 2019 Buccaneers defense.
1: And he's not even in the building and he's taking credit for
0: it. Yeah, so he's like saying, Yeah, I called Will Golston up, told him to, you know, stop, you know, have the team stop loafing and, you know, chase the ball down.
1: Which is so idiotic for so many reasons. (laughs) Will Golston, well, yes, he is a member of the Buccaneers. He's probably an important piece. We like Will Golston. Yes. How much pull does Will Golston have on the defense to be. Nice. Making those kind of demands of people.
0: <laughs> right. Quit your
1: loafing from the third yeah. stringer. Who's he, who's
0: he going to tell that to? Avita Veya? I know. The Double Kong, Sue. Hey, quit loafing, man. Yeah. No, he's like an acolyte of Sue. Remember those yeah, videos? Yeah, he every, was every
1: following time? Sue around like a puppy dog. Yeah. Saying, I'm going to be just like you.
0: Yeah, and if you watch on the sidelines, Sue's got his spot at the end of the bench. And there's Golson's always sitting down, usually like on his helmet, like at his feet. It's, <laughs> it's a really... Strange things. At least a couple times I've seen it. So uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Gerald McCoy.
1: Right, he's a free agent. I have seen some articles that the Ravens are still interested in. Yeah, we
0: talked about that last podcast. Yes, the the book the the Ravens beat reporters are uh, politicking to get Gerald McCoy on the team. I think they did most of the politicking last time to get him there. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's curious what's going to happen with Carolina having a new coach.
0: Well, it's more than that. I don't think he's going to be coming back to Carolina. I think Carolina is going through a huge rebuild. David Tepper, the Panthers owner, sent out a letter to fans the other day. There's one one line that caught my eye. Basically, he the, the letter was saying, I'm the type of guy that I, you know, I won't stop until we have a championship, and blah, 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 blah. But he said, quote, sometimes you have to do a little tearing down before moving forward,
1: in ah, quote. Uh-huh.
0: And to me, that just screamed,
1: Rebuild. Rebuild. That, yeah. that
0: screams Cam's not coming back. And the way David Tepper acted when they asked, when they mentioned Cam Newton coming back, you know, David Tepper kind of smirked and he said, is he healthy? That's yeah. the number one question. And, uh, you know, with uh, Keekly retiring and Greg Olson, he's gone to was Seattle.
1: Seattle just signed him.
0: Yeah, that's what's left, you know. Jeremy McCoy's probably not going to be re-signed. Cam Newton's probably not going to come back.
1: I think Kyle Allen is in a contract year, or his contract is up, he'll be a free agent.
0: Yeah, so I think the Panthers, we do not have anything to fear from them. Not that we did fear them, especially that last McCaffrey? year. McCaffrey. Yeah, that's, yeah it. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're probably going to build a whole team around McCaffrey. They should, if they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, they practically did last year.
1: Yeah, but running backs, how long, what kind of shelf life do they have, you know?
0: Yes. Yeah, and he takes a pounding. So the, the Panthers, they're probably going to be declawed fangs for a number of years. That's good for us. Uh, it'll it'll especially be good seeing as how we're rising, and it looks like everybody else in our division is going down, maybe except for the Saints. Don't know what their situation is going to be like this year, but it looks like they're going to stay pretty much intact. Uh, but according to Ben Volin of the Boston Globe, he's a beat reporter for the Patriots, he claims that a league source has told him that three teams are interested in Tom Brady. Take a guess who they are. The Browns. Nope.
1: Dang it. Why wouldn't the Browns? I'm trying to cheat. <laughs> He's trying to look at
0: my notes. You are the Bucks? Shooter. The Bucks are one.
1: Okay. The Giants?
0: Nope. You got one more guess.
1: Panthers?
0: Nope. Duh. See, now it's not near as exciting because oh, you, okay. you, you picked the one I was interested in. The Chargers? In it's the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Buccaneers. And we all know the Raiders have been hot after Tom Brady, which is interesting because me and you have talked about who could replace Jameis Winston in this system who. Could be an upgrade, or at least as good. And I would say Derek Carr. But it is so
1: crazy to me. I never even thought that.
0: I, I didn't think about him either because I figured he was going to be with the Raiders. But you know, if they want Tom Brady, they're going to jettison Derek Carr.
1: I didn't think John Gruden was that hot on Derek Carr anyway.
0: No, he's. I I wouldn't play for John Gruden if you if you gave me a Super Bowl ring. It's all it's the John Gruden hours. Yeah. You know? And that's why I'm like, you think he's going to get Tom Brady? You think Tom Brady will play for John Gruden? I don't know, man. Uh,
1: Well, I think John Gruden will spend a vast majority of the time kissing Tom Brady's ass. I know he's not necessarily like that as a coach, but this is Tom fucking Brady. It's different.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like like even with us, I'm like, man, you know, I I probably wouldn't be too upset if we got Tom Brady. No, he's the GOAT. Even though it would have to change everything about our team.
1: right?
0: Uh, yeah, cause, and also, I'm really excited to see if Tom Brady doesn't stay at New England, how Belichick does and how Brady does. Because, you know, it'll kind of answer the question, who was it that made that team so spectacular?
1: Are the Patriots even trying to re-sign him?
0: Nothing. Not a, They haven't heard a word yet.
1: I don't think that they're allowed to negotiate yet, though.
0: They can with their own player.
1: They can. Yeah.
0: Speaking of which... The new CBA, man, it is churning. It is getting a lot of work. The owners passed it, uh, and the new CBA, this is what the owners have submitted. Uh, the players will get an increase of the revenue sharing from 47 to 48.5%. That's worth billions. Uh, there will be a 17-game regular season. Seven teams from each conference would make the playoffs, and plus they're going to add players to the roster. Uh, it's, it's... What? Yes, you're going to so be... So
1: not a 53-man roster?
0: Right, it's going to, I think, don't, don't quote me on this, I think it's going to be a 57-man roster.
1: All season or just during the All playoffs? All season.
0: Okay. And those guys are not going to count towards the salary cap. From what I understand, uh they're, one of them is going to have to be designated as a replacement offensive lineman. He won't be active, he won't be on the roster, like when you go to play, but you can pull him... He can be ready. As in, you, you, You'll you be able to have one offensive lineman who's not counting towards anything that's sitting there waiting in so, case.
1: So, like, does he dress out during a game or yes. is that more of a practice squad guy? No, he will okay. dress
0: out during the game, but he won't count towards your roster okay. guys. Okay, gotcha. That's, that's you know, that's what I've gotten from it. I could be incorrect, but I know they are wanting a extra offensive lineman roster spot, and they are wanting to increase the roster by a certain number of players. And those players won't be subjected to the same salary crap. Salary crap. <laughs> the salary cap restrictions, uh, from what I understand, those guys are going to have a cap on them to like $1.5 million a year, something of that nature, but it's not going to count towards the actual team's salary cap. It's going to be a confusing mess. It's, uh, it is just a mess. But anyhow, the owner's They all voted on this and agreed to it, passed it on to the NFL Players Association. Well, that turned into its own little shit show. Uh, The NFL Player Executive Committee voted 6-5 to not to recommend the current CBA proposal. Ah, so so close. Just by
1: one vote. I know.
0: They shot it down, but here's the thing. They don't have any say in it. It's the players get to vote on it. Uh, One representative from every team, so it's 32 representatives, are going to vote on this. Now, they had the opportunity to do it uh, last week, and they decided to put it off. They had a conference call meeting, and they decided to go back and get together with their teammates and talk it out, see how they were going to vote, get more clarification on everything. Uh, They're going to have a meeting Tuesday, which is tomorrow, the 25th, but there's no word on if the vote is going to be expected during this meeting. So we don't know when the vote's going to take place. What I'm hearing across the league is that it's split 50-50, man. There's players that are adamantly against it and there's players that are really for it. So this is going to be interesting. I don't know what the, how many of the players have, to, if, they, if it has to be unanimous or a three-quarters vote or anything of that right. nature to get it passed. But the, the executive committee, yeah, they, they voted to not to recommend it. So they didn't recommend it to the, the players themselves, but the players are taking it upon themselves to vote on this new CBA.
1: I wonder what the sticking points are.
0: Money. You know it's
1: money.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, they're cutting down on all the practices. They're taking out a preseason game, adding an extra regular season game, expanding the playoffs to seven teams from each conference now. Uh You know, it's, it's, it's a win-win for everybody, it seems like. But, you know, with the players... They're concerned about different things than everybody else is. And the main thing they're concerned about is their health and the money. Uh, From what I understand, the uh, CBA is saying that uh, players will not be able to play through the season now. They won't be able to play all 17 games. You will have to take at least one game off. That's going to rile some guys up because a lot of guys are, you know, they're hunting for stats. They're looking for breaking records. Some guys have played consecutively. For years, you know, they take pride in that. They don't want to take weeks off, so you know, it's all kinds of stuff that they're that's more important to them that we don't know about. It. I'm interested to see all the arguments when this does come out. I wish they would release the tapes or uh, a transcript of the 32 man conference calls or meetings just so that we could get a feel because you know there might be things that they're going to bring up that you would go, oh yeah, well that makes a lot of sense, but. You know, we're only hearing one side of the story, basically, right now. Now, the NFL had previously announced that the franchise and transition tags had to be applied between February 25th and March 10th. We've talked about it here on the podcast. It's a very unusual year because teams can use both tags.
1: So that's tomorrow they can start? It was. Ah.
0: Yes. But because the players put off the CBA thing, they've all agreed to – Change the time periods from February 27th to March 12th ah. for those two tags. Right. So we gotta wait till Thursday at the earliest before we'll hear anything about the Bucks, whether they're gonna designate anybody under those tags. Uh, moving the dates back two days come as the NFL Players Association plans to vote next week on whether to accept the owner's offer for a new collective bargaining agreement. So we don't know if we're if they're going to vote on it. We don't know if it's gonna get passed. And we don't know if this is going to get pushed back even further, the transition tag stuff either. But one of the interesting things about it is if they do vote on this and accept a CBA agreement before the, the tag dates, then that will nullify having the ability to use two tags. Mm-mm. So it really affects the Bucks a lot because we've got players that we you know, might possibly use both tags on. Although Shaq Barrett said on CBS Sports Show that he doesn't want the transition or franchise tags. He wants a he wants a contract. He wants to stay at Tampa. I mean, he was he was like, yeah, it'd be cool, but he doesn't want that. He wants, you know, and I'm I'm pretty sure the Buccaneers want that too.
1: Yeah, I think they're gonna come to an agreement. This
0: is this guy is not a flash in the pan. You know, you watch him on in the game film. Every play, he's in position. He does spectacular stuff. He's a good technician. He doesn't take plays off, which is right. You know, almost all NFL players take that plays off. You know, but. I haven't seen him take any plays off. You know, he's always doing what needs to be done and a lot of times above and beyond. So, you know, he's not a flash in the pan. It wasn't luck, those 19 and a half sacks. As a matter of fact, he should have had over 20 sacks. Probably about 26, you know. But that's how it happens.
1: I wonder he's the Buccaneers rep is.
0: Interesting question. I should know that.
1: I'm sure they don't make it public, right? No, they probably do. You think so?
0: Yeah. That will be good for a fact check and follow up.
1: Ah. Uh. What? Sounds like I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> there was some sad news today in Buck Nation. Fan Casey Reynolds, the kid who announced the first round of the NFL draft, the Buccaneers pick last season, yep, Devin passed away. He, his announcing the first pick was part of a Make-A-Wish experience. So he succumbed. I think it was cancer. Yeah,
0: it was really sad. It happened Sunday, February 23rd. He passed away. It's a sad thing. It's good that he got to get his make a wish that the Buccaneers were gracious enough to allow him to do that.
1: All the players were tweeting about it today.
0: Yeah. Thoughts and prayers go out to the Reynolds family. I know it's got to be tough. Uh, He, from what I understand, him and Devin White traveled to uh, the—where was was it held at this year? Chicago? Nashville. Nashville. They traveled to Nashville together.
1: Oh, they did?
0: From what I understand, I might be wrong. I know they traveled to the stadium or to together anyhow. So they they had developed a bond. So I'm sure Devin White's not in the happiest of mood is about that. Bucks receiver Chris Godwin changed his agent. He was with uh, Eugene Lee since before he was drafted, but uh, now he's with CAA, the notorious agency. Those guys, I don't know, man. Uh, they get the job done, but so he's with a uh, Tory Dandy from CAA. Creative Artist Agency. The largest sports agency in the world, if I'm creating. Godwin's an unrestricted free agent in 2021. He's eligible for an extension now. So that's probably why he did this. CAA, they're notorious for being bulldogs. They will get Godwin the best available thing. Uh he made his first Pro Bowl this year, so you know, he uh he deserves some money, man. Be nice if we could get him to an extension. I'll tell you what, we are <laughs> we are gonna be sweating this. Free I know agency, man. all
1: season. Even thinking about that, I'm like, no, let's not, no. Push that off to next year.
0: Well, if we could re-sign him and get uh, a better contract for us to be able to sign people this year.
1: Right, but they don't like doing that.
0: No, no, we do not Not push it down, but restructure it so that he can get uh, a large bit of the money now, but yet a smaller cap hit. Like that's more that's
1: guaranteed, like a signing bonus. Well, I think yeah. the signing bonuses are...
0: You could spread, spread the out. signing bonus out, yeah. Right. So he could get a large sum now. It'll go against the cap, spread out Later. for a couple of years. Yeah. So it'll give us a few extra million to play around with. Hopefully, our Bucks guys are really good with. cap.
1: Right, bonus. but I wonder how much he's even set to make this year. Like probably a million, two million.
0: Oh, you might be right. Yeah, he's still. If on he's his on a ro- yeah, if
1: he's on a rookie contract. Ooh, yeah,
0: I think not think about that. Okay. Speaking of the Pro Bowl, uh, Pete Prisco of CBS Sports ranked the 100 best free agents coming up for the 2020 season. Buccaneers had three on there. Shaq Barrett was listed as number nine. Jameis Winston is number 11. Brashard Perriman. I'm sorry, we had six on there. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a lot more than three. Brashard Perriman was number 42. and Suh was number 59. And Jason Pierre-Paul at number 61. Come on. You're going to put, put Brashard Perriman over... JPP? Huh. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I mean, Rashard Pearman had a coming out party at the end of, Late. of the season. Yeah,
1: JPP solid, solid. through the season. Solid it Came a rock. in week seven.
0: Speaking of our defense changing, our defense changed when we got JPP back. That was when the turnaround happened. That and getting rid of Hardgreaves.
1: I just love him. I just think he's so good for the locker room, the fan base, the locker room. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a just no-nonsense. a delight. Yeah, he don't take no mess, man. I think he's probably the one that got Hargreaves booted out of the team. Yeah,
1: maybe.
0: JPP yelled at Hargreaves. For, yeah, shoot him out. <laughs> you know, having fun in the shower after a loss. So, you know, and you know, BA is all about having leadership in the locker room, veteran guys. So I'm sure if JPP said, "Yo, Bruce, this dude ain't working out. He's just he's he's out here to have fun. He ain't serious about this." Bruce was like, "All right, he's gone." Interesting uh, interview with Emmanuel Acho, the brother of Bucks linebacker Sam Acho. Is that how we say his name? I chose it. Acho? I so. Acho? Okay. Uh, he was on the uh, Stay in Bed episode with uh, Mike Greenberg, Laura Rutledge. Anyhow, he was talking about uh, Jameis and Bruce Arians, their relationship. And, uh, you know, Bruce Arians always had Jameis's back. You know, there was even one point of the year he was kind of chewing out reporters saying that, hey, all these interceptions are not on Jameis. He had only counted like eight or so that were on Jameis. So I think this was like midway through the team. So Bruce Arians had Jameis Winston's back. And even, you know, he got rid of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick so that Jameis Winston wouldn't have to worry about, you know, losing his job. Bruce Arians is very big into lifting up the confidence of his quarterbacks. He talks about it in his book, The Quarterback Whisperer. Well, at the end of the year, Bruce Arians was not real happy with Jameis Winston, and he did not have his back. As a matter of fact, at the press conference after the Atlanta game, when Jameis Winston walked us off the field with a pick six, Bruce Arians was downright, I would say, uh, PO'd with Jameis Winston. Well, uh, Sam Altos brother, Emmanuel, said that he thinks that the way Arians spoke to, about Jameis since Jameis threw that thing, it might have fractured their relationship. He's saying, you know, quarterbacks have fragile egos. They don't want to be talked bad about by their coach. And, you know, not Bruce Dickens didn't really talk bad about him, but he definitely wasn't supportive of him. And at one point he did say, what was it, those horribly monstrous mistakes or something like that? He said, sometimes James plays good, then other times he makes these horribly bad mistakes. Yeah. So, it's
1: downright terrible.
0: Downright For terrible mistakes. Reason. Yeah, I think that's what he said. So, Uh, Emmanuel Ajo was saying that, you know, that might have fractured their relationship. And I I kind of agree. I kind of see where that's coming from because Bruce Arians, it shocked me the way Bruce Arians acted in that press conference. And, you know, if you go back and listen to the podcast, I was, I was like, Ooh, something's going on. But, you know, that might've been Bruce Arians saying, Hey, I've had enough of your crap. Don't know. Don't know. And the, the way they're, they're talking, they're, uh, you know, they're looking for other quarterbacks. Whenever Bruce Arians has been asked about Jameis Winston, he's saying, Well, we're still looking to see what's behind door number two. And there's also been uh from Jenna Lane, she had tweeted out that the Bucks are entertaining the ideal of a two-year deal with Jameis Winston for about twenty-seven million a year. So
1: I'd be okay with that.
0: Yeah, that's about top level I'd I'd want to pay him. Anything over that, I'm gonna be like, oh man. And
1: oh. two years. And what did it say? With an option, the second year was an option. The second
0: year was a team option, yeah. So, but would Jameis sign that? I doubt it.
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: You know, I think the only way you're not going to get a four or five year deal in Jameis's face is you're franchising. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting.
1: We had some coaching changes already. Did you hear about this? No. We've hired a head strength coach, Corey Bishy. As our new assistant strength coach who replaced Mike Stacciati. Mike left to be Pitt's head strength coach.
0: Huh, interesting.
1: So we had a little shakeup on the strength and conditioning staff. That's per Greg Allman. And then Amos Jones, who is on the Bucks' coaching staff, I think he's in assistant special teams, assistant on special teams. He left, and he's going to the Giants. A promotion? Not really. He's going to be an assistant to judge slash game management type capacity.
0: Huh. Interesting.
1: That's per Pat Leonard.
0: Rob Wintraub of the Football Outsiders. Who I like their stuff. Uh, he did a divisional all-star team, and he finished with the NFC South this week. Or last week it was. Uh, six Buccaneers made the list, which was good for second place, right behind the New Orleans Saints, who had the most players. Uh, they had 15, so they were half the team.
1: Well, they're pretty stacked <laughs> teams. Yeah.
0: But uh, he picked uh, Chris Godwin, Ryan Jensen, Shaquille Barrett, Namakong Su, Levante David, and Carlton Davis third as the uh, divisional all-star teams.
1: I like those picks. I really like Ryan Jensen getting on that list.
0: I like Levante David getting on that list. Yeah. yeah, Well, yeah, Ryan Keekly's
1: Jensen. not in the <laughs> league anymore.
0: Yeah, especially when you consider, you know, Ryan Jensen's in the same league with Alex Mack and the yeah. same division as Alex Mack and Eric McCoy. Two pretty good centers. So. And uh, Levante David is in there with some pretty good linebackers, Luke Keekly. And
1: but did he make it just because Luke Keekley retired? I wonder if Keekley was on the list. I
0: don't know. It seems like he would be. I guess I should have went and looked at the nominees. Yeah, and I don't I, know. Yeah. Okay. And the Dom Kong Su is set to become a free agent this year. This is a big stickler for me because I really want him back. Yeah. You know. I could see where we might not sign him back, but uh, I feel like he was an anchor on our defensive line, which you know he was a big, big, big factor in our number one rush-stuffing defense. And uh, you know we've got so many free agents we got to sign. You know, Shaq Barrett, JPP, Jameis, You know, the list goes on. So Sue just might not make the cut, which is going to make me sad because I, you know, just I I really enjoyed watching him on film. He's a he's a master technician. Strong as an ox,
1: and I really felt like him and Vita had a good relationship.
0: Oh, yeah. that, that, that They're hilarious clip. together. Oh my gosh, yeah, they are. Real, they seem to have a really good chemistry. Uh, but uh, Sue is also a prolific traveler. We know that he's got his architect business.
1: Stay out of China, Sue. <laughs> no,
0: doubt. no, that's JPP. Quit traveling. JPP would be the one to go to China. You know, <laughs> did, did you see him on Instagram with? A chainsaw climbed up it in a tree? It was a
1: hedge trimmer. Oh, a hedge
0: trimmer. I'm like, man, just put that guy in bubble wrap during the off-season. <coughs> Good Lord. Uh, but Sue had some stuff on Instagram uh, showing his escapades here lately. His, his latest video uploaded to the site he shows his sister on her birthday taking a sledgehammer to a wall. It's pretty funny, actually, because the sledgehammer, she's hitting the wall. And the sledgehammer, if you've ever used a sledgehammer, they're really heavy up top. <laughs> and it goes through the wall and falls down in the wall. She lets go of it, and it goes in the hole. So I guess they had to get another sledgehammer to break that sledgehammer out. I don't know. It was, it was pretty funny. But, yeah, Sue loves to travel. And they were in, uh, I want to say, Africa at the time? Crap. I don't know. I can't even keep up with all the places he goes. The guy loves to travel. He just got married last year, right? So
1: He got engaged Oh, In engaged, France, but That's I don't right. know if they've gotten married yet.
0: I don't think so because I think we would have known about it. But then again, you know he's well, hes a quiet guy, so Private, he's, he's, yeah, yeah, he's not going to have a big shindig with it and blast it out everywhere. I'm actually surprised he's got an Instagram account.
1: He does put up a lot of pictures of like his clothes and stuff.
0: He's very, very fashionable. Yeah. Not like uh, so Cam I'm... Newton fashionable. <laughs> he Cog Sue is sensibly fashionable. Yeah. <laughs> he dresses well, not <laughs> erratic.
1: So I think if you. Would have gotten married. He would have put up a picture of him in a suit or something.
0: Not even a picture of his wife. In Maybe. Her dress. She's him optional. in his suit. <laughs> She's his accessory. <laughs> here's my shoes. Here's my watch. Here's my wife. Here's my belt. <laughs> All right. In case everybody doesn't know, Drew Brees has said he's going to be back with the uh, New Orleans Saints for the 2020 season. I don't know if I'm happy or sad about that. I'm happy because uh, he's old and not playing as well as he used to. Uh, and sad it's right, sad mean,
1: because it's still Drew Brees. Right, sad
0: because it's still Drew Brees.
1: Never count him out. right? You know, without him, there's always the chance that maybe they could collapse.
0: Well, that's another thing. You know, we've talked about that Taysom Hill. You know, that guy worries me. I just, I think he's a good guy. But then I you know, read that article where they pointed out all of his, uh, his issues he's had, especially health-wise and everything. And I was like, huh, I didn't know any of that. I just look at game film. You know, that's all I look at. And going on that, the guy looks like a beast. So either way, I'll be glad when Drew Brees is no longer in our division. But, you know, I say that, but I like playing the high-level high, high level competition guys. I like them. When...
1: Yeah, and you get someone who is an elite player in your division that you get to see all the time. I mean, you do have that respect for them, even if they're on the Saints.
0: Yes. Uh, you know, and it's been nice having – you know, good teams in our division. I just wish that our team would be good during that time period. It would have been fun. But uh, at this point, I'd, I'd play uh, middle school children if it would get us to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and win. And win. You got to win. I do not want to go to the Super Bowl and lose. No. No, 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 no. I'd rather not go than go and lose. So we got to win if we go. All right. So we got another month to go before we'll see the new uniforms. And uh, we'll probably get a little bit of dribbled information coming out between now and then, but the full uniform will not be unveiled until April. It'll probably be before the draft, April 23rd. It'll probably be a couple weeks before then that we should see it. And uh, keep an eye out for the server change. Make sure your podcast app or whatever platform you do listen to the podcast on that are Uh, New podcasts are picked up. We will have another podcast out. If any news breaks this week, we'll have one out. But if not, we'll have one out by Wednesday next week at the latest. So if you don't see one by us from then, uh, you might want to have to do another search for us.
1: And if you notice any problems, you can email, comment on the website, Facebook, Twitter. Let us know. You can reach Ralph at Ralph at BuccaneersObserver.com.
0: Yeah, or you can tweet at us, yeah. Molly usually takes care of the tweeting. The twittering. The twitter. All right, you scallywags. That's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time,
1: go, Bucks.